episode 82, the season finale for those of our vintage, nobody is shooting anybody. One of the greatest rated shows of all time, who shot JR some years ago. Craig, what a year it was. Like, honestly, what a year it was. Well, it was a year that saw us, you know, get closer and closer to what we've seen in previous NHL seasons, a full NHL season, full playoffs. Yeah, there was a couple of pauses and, you know, and postponements and whatnot. But the NHL, again, did a phenomenal job in getting the season completed. And, you know, Austin Matthews, 60 goals, right? The Tampa Bay Lightning trying to go for the three-peat. The Avs, you know, finally winning a cup and everything they're showing. 100 points, eight teams in the Eastern Conference, all with 100 points. Really was phenomenal. And then a little bit, the LA Kings rising up, rising up. Hey, it was a nice, nice season for the NHL, you know, after, you know, from March of 2020 onward to the beginning of the season. Just outstanding. I can't say enough. Yeah. And we're not moving forward without acknowledging number 97 and everything he has done. And finally, some Euler playoff success. So awesome on all fronts. Were you oh, hoping for Euler playoff success? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm sure because of 97. Yeah. You know, when we talk about, the, you know, the brilliance of 97. And you know, I, I really believe that we in, in hockey, in the hockey world, have become too complacent with respect to number 97. It's kind of ho-hum. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's the best player on the planet. He's the best player on the planet. And his skill, his ability to create so much, uh, you know, in, in so many different areas. Don't take him for granted. Don't take him for granted. Don't be complacent about his brilliance. Yeah, and we could argue that maybe the voters have. It's a, it's almost as if only two heart trophies, only two in a way. But we'll discuss that uh, on episode eighty three and beyond. So, free agent frenzy. We were on. We had a good day. You guys were on. You had a good day. Johnny Goodrow. What? <laughs> Something I was taught. When it doesn't get by the smell test. I went to an Amway meeting and they talked about how rich they all were. And as my dad said, check out the shoes, check out the cars. The cars in the parking lot will really tell you where the money is. Ain't no money in that parking lot. I knew I had to excuse myself and leave. This doesn't get by the coolest smell tests. Something went wrong, Craig. Something's not Right. Columbus, God love them. God love them. Something's not right here. Well, why don't we rewind and why don't we just quote Yarmo Kekalainen, okay. the general manager, when asked about Johnny Goudreau. It came out of the blue. <laughs> it came out of the blue. And when the opportunity, we, we had to go for it. Wait a second. It came out of the blue. That means that the Columbus Blue Jackets were not initiating anything on Johnny Goudreau. You know what? For whatever reason, I, he doesn't have to explain. It. But when they got presented with it, hey, I give him full marks. They went after it and they got Johnny Goudreau. But it came out of the blue, to your point. It came right out of left field, if that's even fair to say. Because Al signed, Johnny Goudreau said, I want to go home. I want to play closer to home. Brad Tree Living said, he goes, we have to respect Johnny's wishes to play near home. Well, when I took out the Google map, and I saw where Columbus, Ohio was compared to what John, th- th- that's pretty far away. <laughs> that's not close. Something had to go wrong. And when I say went wrong, maybe it's better to say it, and I'll use my term, maybe something didn't go as right or as planned as Johnny wanted it to go. 
And now they have to look at other options. Hey, Columbus becomes a good option with the money and everything. But when your comment is, oh, I always thought Columbus would be a fun place to play. By my estimation, Johnny Goudreau hasn't played there more than seven times in his career. So, okay, fun place to play. You know what? They've been in the playoffs one time in their existence. You and me will debate whether that five game, that five game series versus Toronto counts, right? Okay, we'll give them two. And they were 19 points out of the playoffs last year. Not a contender. Those of, well, I don't want to say our colleagues, but I guess our, they talked about Columbus and the playoffs. Oh. You, could, you couldn't pick a better spot to put Johnny Goodrow to not scare Carolina, Toronto, Rangers, Tampa. If you had to pick him and put him in the East and say, where would he be least relevant to not be a factor? Barzell's left wing, Rangers, you know, he was never going there anyway. Carolina, but you know, you, so he goes, but anyway, so he's there. He's there. I think three teams were in play in any order Islanders, Devils, and Flyers. There's some type of knowing the league and the agent and agents and something about Philly dropping out. Can't trade Van Riemsdyk. No cap space. They spend a lot of money, money, money. We could argue they've mismanaged the cap. And they're the poker player who is at the casino and phones his wife and says, next shoe, I'm going to go back to the bank machine and take out another thousand. And you're going, I think you should have bailed two or three out. But that's just me. You want to keep paying and playing? Go ahead. Philly's out. We're down to two. Two's not. I want to drink Coke or Pepsi. What about the other options? There aren't any other options. Oh, no seven up, no Canada dry. Two teams left. And then something about, uh-oh, we got this much money, or we know you don't have as many options, and abort the mission, abort the mission. Phone Columbus. They're in. Let's do this. Something like that. Do I know? No. Does anybody know? The real people involved. Something doesn't feel right, Craig. And you know what? That's fine. Seven years in Columbus. Remember when Brennan Shanahan got to Hartford? The second he got there, I said, if I'm a GM of bing, bang, bong, I'm phoning Hartford because he is not staying there. I just watched a documentary on the weekend. Brendan Shanahan went where to help switch the Red Wings around? Oh, how did they do? Oh, what did they mean? Oh, oh. There's no way Johnny Goodrell is playing seven years for the Columbus Blue Jackets. No way. So so I'm going to jump on your theory and okay. just try to add a layer to it. Do you, you know, think I'm crazy? you think I'm no, crazy? not at all. Not at all. Not one bit. But I'm going to try to add so you, you, Brad Trey living, we respect John. He wants to play closer to home. So that he's getting that straight from John. That, fair enough, right? Everybody respects that. And, and keep in mind, free agency means you're free to do whatever you want. I'm not here to judge what he should or shouldn't do. But now my theory on the process. So now you're talking to the teams, the three teams you're talking to. Philadelphia drops out. Okay, maybe New Jersey is hedging. Maybe they're pausing, right? Okay. Well, now the agent says, 
okay, we gotta, we, we, we gotta get, we gotta get the dollars up. We gotta get somebody pressured. So now the call goes out to other teams. Hey, would you be interested in Johnny Goodwill? Yeah, we'd be interested. No, we wouldn't be. Yeah, we would be. Yarmo Kekalainen, it came out of the blue. His words, nobody, it came out of the blue. That's how it came out of the blue. And then I think what ends up happening, this is my theory, is that all of a sudden is they're trying to drive the price up. They got a price from Columbus. It was just to get a price to say, here's what it'll take for us to sign there. And guess what? The teams that he might've been hoping for said no. <laughs> and then which forced them to say yes. <laughs> and there might've been calls to other teams. Oh, for sure, that that said no. Yep, they call Boston, let's say. And then yeah. Boston says, Blue, they they signed and asked about us. What, what's going on here? Like, people talk, Craig. You've been in there. You don't think in free agency, though, Steve, they don't talk to one another. They won't? Like, Boston ain't phoning Lou Lamarillo at that point. In time. Okay, but Not the GMs, a chance. the GMs, like, there's a buzz. Like, who spreads the word? The, G- the uh, agents? The media. Okay. Did you hear the buzz about Hughes, Heischer, Mercer, Goodrow? Like, that wouldn't have scared Tom Fitzgerald about small team. Are they going to call us the Smurfs? You know, if, if they were in or not in. Like, you know, all of this... All of this is a conversational piece about the Devils adding... You know, they're not adding Gary Roberts or Brendan Shanahan. You know, they're a team that... You know, you want to win in the playoffs? We talk about being physical and, and hard to play against and everything else. I just wonder if that was a discussion that may have said to New Jersey, uh, maybe we don't want to go as high as, you know, Columbus did, or the Islanders may have been in a, I, I don't know, Craig. Well, none of us do. I'm just telling you that the GMs don't phone around and ask each other. They, they, The media and the agents, you know, the agents are trying to drive the price up. The media are trying to figure out where it's at. So, you know, it's a game, right? You're moving pieces around. But Don Sweeney ain't phoning Lou Lamarillo because, first of all, Lou Lamarillo doesn't tell anybody what he's doing. Lou Lamarillo doesn't tell you what he's doing, if, if he's going to stand up to go get a coffee. Okay, like he's not answering that call. But, you know, out of the blue, Lou, Yarmo Kekling, it came out of the blue. No kidding, it came out of the blue. <laughs> no kidding, it came out of the blue. And, hey, Johnny Goudreau is a top player. He's the first team all-star left winger. Hey, no question. We know how good Johnny Goudreau is, but, and you know, I know on social media, Steve, people are going, oh yeah, 19 points out of a playoff spot, 19 points. Give me a break. They're a contender. They should be trying to play meaningful games in March. No centerman. God no. bless Cole Stillinger and Boone Jenner, Jack Ross. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> what this means for line A and signing or trading him you know what? I, I don't make the moves. The GMs do, and the players do with their agents. So I told Doug Wilson I would never have signed Eric Carlson. I just say that on the air. If it was me, I said, Johnny, let's pause here. Let's pause. Let's revisit Calgary if you think, or let's just wait. Let's let's be happy. Like, let's be happy here. If If he's happy, I'm happy for him, but Craig, you it just did not feel right. Well, and let me just, how many goals did Patrick Line score last year? 28, 30, I can't remember. No centerman. Good luck. Good luck. You, you want to, hey, listen, you know, <laughs> early in the season, 
over under on Johnny Goudreau's points next year. I'm setting the line at 75.5. I'm going under. Whoa, whoa, that'll give us something to talk about, juicy, <laughs> juicy material. Okay, item number two. What's going on with Nazem Kadri? Is he in the same situation as Johnny? That there were not a thousand chairs of oh, he's not in the same situation. Why is he slow playing this? Because for me, what I think is, is that, well, first of all, he's not in the same situation as Johnny because he's taking his time. He's being patient. Nazem Kadri is a fantastic competitor. Fantastic. He's wired to win. Okay. He had a fantastic year. He's going to get paid. I don't know what the term is going to be, but, he, but he's going to have a very nice contract as he turns 32 in the fall. But Nazem Kadri doesn't want to just go out and play hockey for the sake of playing hockey. <laughs> it matters to him. Winning matters to him. So what do I think, Mr. Coolius? I think he's trying to slow play a, a deal with the Colorado Avalanche. That's really? What really? That's what I think. Trying to give, hey, what can you do? Can you clear up some money? And maybe that's what Johnny Goudreau should have done. He should have said, hey, Chuck. We'll give you time here if you're serious about this, you know, So because sometimes you can't sort it out in five hours, right? And while you should have had this done ahead of time, well, we couldn't because other teams are waiting. So why don't we wait and we can revisit and everything, right? That's what I think. I think Nas is slow playing it to get to a place where he can have that, where his, where in the morning of a game, his heartbeat raises, you know, it's coursing through his veins. I get to go and compete tonight and it matters what I do. Not like, Oh, well, I guess we get on the plane after the game and you know, we got a game tomorrow night. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> what's a good restaurant in said city. <laughs> so I, I love your theory because there was a movie in the eighties. If you assume, right. And yep. the guy wrote something on the chalkboard, yep. assume you can start spelling the letters and you make a, you know what, if you assume something, expect the unexpected is what you taught me. So trades sometimes can be made like that, as you've taken us inside the trade room before. In the capped world, it's harder. So if you're the avalanche and you've got Makar and Taves and Byram and Manson and Johnson and you need to clear, say, five plus million. Oh, who do we have that we might have an abundance of? Well, we like Byram. He's left-handed, skilled to fit. We have another one that actually didn't play. When Byram, oh, if we take a very tradable, lovable asset to a team that maybe needs a skilled defenseman. Maybe we could take this asset, Samuel Girard, and maybe there's a team in Montreal that might need him. Or Ty Smith was moved. Maybe there's a maybe there's another team, but that's going to take some time because we've got 82.5 to deal with. So maybe I'll wait. And if you know you can't do it, I'll find a job. But if you can, and we've got our number of six or seven times this, bingo, bongo, bango. If that's the case, folks, 
those avalanche cup odds will change. You may, and we'll talk about this later, you may jump on them now. Time now for KB on Ice and Inside. Look at the NHL brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada Sportsbook 19 plus. Play responsibly. Craig, we're on the Sports Interaction website. They've changed one more time because of free agency. I'm not betting on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm not putting, I don't care what the odds are. I'm not putting one penny on those guys. They signed John Goudreau. Great. Bottom line, you know how many playoff series they've won in their history? One. One. 19 points out of a playoff spot last year. Give me a break. Anyway, you know who I am going with? You know what my early favorite is? I'm betting on the Colorado Avalanche. Money on the Avs. Money on the Avs. I like what they did in free agency. I like what they did. No, you're not counting the victory over the Leafs as a playoff series? No. The league is. The league can count it all they want. I'm not counting. It's a three out of five series. You can count it all you want. So I'm looking at the Rangers as a good bet. I think I'm going to stick with – I'm just trying to make money here. I I know who the big boys are. Yeah. If if Vegas can figure it out, almost I want to say if Robin Leonard's not the goalie, if they end up getting another guy or somebody else steps up, I like Vegas as a bounce back here, Craig. Vegas is making the playoffs at least. So Rangers Vegas to make a little money. What do you think about that? In the final. Okay, I'm going Carolina, Colorado in the final. I love what the Hurricanes did. Love what they did. <laughs> Folks, what do you love? We'll get on the site And show us what you love with the most competitive odds. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see what sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. That's sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod and place your bet. So we're not done with Nazem Kadri. I love your theory. You're interested in mine. Moving Samuel Gerard because of a good redundancy. Leafs sign Joseph. Don't need Potvin. Slow play, slow play. Potvin, no market, no market. Team needs him. Turns into Brian Burrard. So you get a goalie upgrade and a defenseman sort of for free because Felix was your backup. You use an asset. If Kadri slow plays and doesn't go to Colorado, what are realistically, Craig, at this second, at press time, his other options. Well, again, you, you know how I talk about Nazem as a competitor, right? Like, like I, like I got it. Like, I think at Calgary. I mean, what about a center ice of Lindholm, Kadri, and and Michael Backlund? You know, like you know, and that, like you know, and, and again, a good team. I mean, I get asked lots, Steve, about Calgary. They have their goalie back. They have five of their six defensemen back, and they only lost one forward. Okay, now I mean I know they had Kelly Yarncroft. He signed with Lee, but I'm just saying they lost one for. Like you think that team's just all of a sudden going to fall off the map? It's like Columbus Blue Jackets fans thinking because they got Johnny Goudreau, they're a Stanley Cup contender. Like, give me a break. You're not. And 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 so do, do, does Calgary have some work to do? Yeah, they have some work to do, but their team is largely intact. A really good team. Anyway, that being said, I I, I really believe that. That's a spot for, for Nazem Kadri, right? You know, you start to look at it. Like, like, I really believe that he wants to be in a spot where he can win. He's just tasted winning. He's, he's wanted to win for a long time. Now he's tasted it. 
when you got that taste in your mouth, you know, Steve, when you, when you drink good champagne, right. You know what? You're not going to drink some kind of Michelob light beer, right? Like not that people don't enjoy Michelob light, but you're not going from champagne to Michelob light. Okay. Bottom line. And so when you go, when you, when you see Nazem, like I, that's why I'm just, con- I'm not, I'm not convinced, but I'm confident that this whole thing in Colorado is being worked on. And it takes time, Steve. You can't just snap your fingers and make a trade. People are looking. Sam Gerard's a really good player. And there should be lots of teams interested in them, which we talk about trades, right? We talk about where a place could be. Could the Winnipeg Jets be a place for them if they trade Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's another big story here? Because if you want me to talk about Pierre-Luc and the Winnipeg Jets, I think it's over. I think it's over. I think it's a divorce. Pierre-Luc is out of there. The agent is talking about it. And I think that the Winnipeg Jets now can look at some different options. If it is going to be to Montreal, okay, maybe we don't need Kirby Doc, but because they know they might be able to get Nazem Kadri. <laughs> it's a pretty good team in Winnipeg. How, how, how does that go right through? So, like, I kind of went a couple of places. I was leading with Nazem there, but I wanted to bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois. That's a fascinating story now. Because Pierre-Luc Dubois has made it clear. Uh-uh, I'm not a Jet. Okay, so let's absorb that. Realistically, for Kadri, Colorado, trading Samuel Gerrard. And you got to explain the RFA when an RFA doesn't elect sal- salary arbitration. The second you have salary arbitration, you're playing. You have a contract. You have a contract, you're going to play. But Pierre-Luc Dubois and Matthew Kachuk did not. So is it realistic before we leave Calgary? Kadri could sign there if Colorado doesn't. Is Kachuk going to play one year or is incumbent on the Flames to say, sign or we will trade you? We're not going to do the same thing we just did with 13 and lose you at the end of the season, Mr. Button. I think Matthew is the Calgary Flames leader. I think that he, without the, uh, without the C, he is the captain, you know. And Daryl Sutter talked about it in the playoffs when they asked him about guys taking over the uh, wearing a letter after Tanef went down. He said, it's all decoration. <laughs> he goes, the real leaders, we all know who the real leaders are. Matthew Kachuk's a real leader. But do I think that they're going to go into the year knowing that, number one, I think there's two issues here with, with Matthew. Do you have them long-term and you have this void, like your leader, is he going to be here? Is he not going to be here? That's not good. So, If you ask me, like either he's going to sign a long-term contract with the Calgary Flames or he's gone. I don't think it's one. I think it's one or the other. Right now. I don't think this. Right now. Well, well, no, but they don't have to trade him in August. Keep in mind, it seems like we got a real Colorado theme here. Think about what Matt, think about what Joe Sackett did with Matt Duchesne. He said, I'll trade you on my terms, not on your terms. Brad Trelev is not trading Matthew Kachuk on whatever date you want before the season. He'll trade him when it's best for the Calgary Flames. But make no mistake about it, he'll be traded. And there will be a big return coming back for Matthew Kachuk. So that's exactly how I see it playing out. This ain't going on into into any long uh, stretch of the season. It's it's a distraction every day. What are you doing with Matthew? Matthew, what are you doing? How come you're not signing long-term? It just becomes a whole big unnecessary distraction. If it was me right now, and I don't know as much information and I'm not as qualified as the people in the know and you, 
No, I'm not. I'm not an insider, Steve. This no, is my theory. No, like, so you, understand. You know the, the art of a trade and what it takes in the timelines. It might be to St. Louis, Cairo, Neighbors, Pareco. Done. Now. Right? I'm just saying. Right? Neighbors is from Calgary. He's on your top prospect list. Kairou is a right winger that is a winger that replaces Goodrow. And if I sign Kadri and Pareko to add, I'm just using that. And maybe something has to go the other way. And maybe Calgary doesn't need three centers if they get one. And that could be, who knows? But there is enough in the Calgary St. Louis stew to make a good home brew trade. Absolutely, there is. And you got it nailed right. Home brew, which could be. Maybe champagne for both teams. <laughs> <laughs> so Pierre-Luc Dubois doesn't like it in Columbus. Doesn't like it in Winnipeg. Is he Lindros? Oh, no, Lindros didn't pick a team, but he just didn't want to play for Obu. Is he Adam Fox? I only want to play for the Rangers. So Pierre-Luc Dubois. So, Craig, do I phone, you know, Gorton and Hughes and say, okay, next Suzuki and blank. Let's get it done. You can phone doesn't mean you're going to get them. Like, like understand that this is not a Montreal problem. This is a Winnipeg problem. <laughs> okay. Yep. The Montreal, Montreal doesn't have to do anything. They have Kirby Doc. They have Nick Suzuki, right? And Pierre-Luc Dubois is the one that's saying, I, I'm not going back to Winnipeg. I'm not going to sign a long-term contract, right? So what happens to the Winnipeg Jets this year if Pierre-Luc Dubois decides I'm just not going to, I'm going to withhold services? What happens if they sign... Now, some cadre and the Jets say to Pierre Luc Dubois, "What happens if you don't play the whole year, Michael?" Okay, Patrick? so that's fine. That's that's fine, right? That that like you're exactly right. There, there's nothing. I'm just telling you how the dynamics work, right? So, like you know, for the for the Winnipeg Jets, who 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 can be upset and angry and whatever whatever other emotions come into play, I I get it. But at the end of the day, like you have a player that doesn't want to be there. And here's what I would say: Pierre Luc Dubois is a really good player. So, you know what, if I, so Adam Fox says, I'm not playing in Calgary. He let him know. They traded him. Carolina, we'll try. He tells Carolina, I'm not playing in Carolina. <laughs> like, and your choice is to go here or there. Adam Fox was totally happy to go back to Harvard and play another year before he becoming a free agent. So I don't think Pierre Dubois has gone down this path without understanding what the consequences may be, Right. But like for the one I pay Jets, I'm just saying it. And do I want Pierre-Luc Dubois on my team? Yes. I don't care about all this other stuff. You know what? You haven't been, ha- you weren't happy in Columbus. I don't care. You weren't happy in Winnipeg. I don't care. We'll make you happy in Montreal. <laughs> so do you think that's where he'll end up? Because a yep. player going back to Elway, Lindros, they get whatever they want. And, and you can argue this. What if, when, what if McDavid came out and said, yeah, I'm, I just played for the Leafs. So, Either you trade me or I'll go back in the draft as a 20-year-old. And I don't know if there was an Olympic Games around there or World Cup or whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess 2016 there was. Um, so, I'm, you know, what if Connor Bedard says, nope, Vancouver bust. I'll go back in. If enough players play, like they win, right, Craig? The player wins. When they decide, nope, most players, they play by the rules. Get in line. Get in line, Jerry. Follow the line, follow the line. The ones that go the Elway, Lindros, Fox route, they always get what they want. In the end, 
the player wins. First of all, who would ever let a star go back? You you never, ever, ever let one of those players go back into the draft. I'm not saying that they're going to do this, but Pierre-Luc Dubois right now, it feels like it's Montreal. So if I'm the Jets, do I, you talk about distractions. I, I just get it over with now. And is it either Doc or Suzuki? Like is, is, is this, like, did they already know about Pierre-Luc Dubois? So they got Doc as a trading card? You think of Mel Gibson on the show with Goudreau falling apart and they got Doc Doherty trade to Winnipeg. Right. Listen, I'm just trying to connect the domino dots here, Craig. That's all that I'm trying to do. We're not trading Suzuki, but we'll trade Doc. So you tell me, my friend. Well, what I might tell you is, is that uh, Kent Hughes might be a, a, a grand master when it comes to playing hockey chess. <laughs> You think that as his former position, knowledge is king. Knowledge is king. So get Kachuk out of the way. Get Pierre-Luc Dubois out of the way. Let your fans season, you know what? And you can say, get out of here. And for me, I still think I'd rather have the trade line A, try it with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Doesn't work. Use Dubois as my asset because I still believe I'm not in the line A camp. I I wouldn't sign him. I don't want him long-term. Pierre-Luc Dubois, I would, but I would use that chip to get a centerman. You'll get a player with the Pierre-Luc Dubois chip. So the Jets will get someone. It won't be Pierre-Luc Dubois, but if it goes Shifley and Doc and another asset, I'd get this done as quick as I could. Not, not rushing a trade. Because remember, Colorado wasn't good when Matt Duchesne was there. And Joe said, I'll trade you on my time, as you said. And he slow played it. The Jets, I don't think they can take the Colorado time. And you went through with Derek Morris. It can't be November, and the Jets have one center. They won't make the playoffs if they don't have an A team ready to go from the start of the year. This isn't the 2018-2019 Jets, Craig. So that's how I look at it. That's how I see it. Well, you're exactly right. And and let me just tell you this. And I, I remember when we did the Derek Morris deal, it's a long time ago, but like nobody won. Nobody won. Our team lost. Derek lost time playing, right? It just it just wasn't it wasn't good for anybody. And at the end of it all, when you when you're trying to move ahead as a team and a franchise, and that's Calgary and Winnipeg both, right? Like it like Okay, fine. Like, like Matthew Kachuk was a great draft pick, second team All Star, right winger, a unique player. I get it. If you don't want to be, that's fine. Like, we'll respect that, and we're moving on. The Calgary Flames aren't going to put padlocks on the doors and start. We cannot play next year because we don't have player A or player B. In this case, Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk. Move on. Let's go. You know, in 1988, the Edmonton Oilers traded the greatest player on the planet, Wayne Gretzky. And like, you know, they got a return and they went on and there was all kinds of disappointment. And how could they do this? I mean, I even think there was people saying that somebody should inter- should intervene and not allow Peter Ponglin to trade Wayne Gretzky. They came back and won the cup two years later. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so, you know, the bottom line is, uh, you know, move on. Recognize the situation. Glenn Sather, he didn't want to trade Wayne Gretzky. He said, but here's here's the situation I'm in. Now, was somebody going to say, because Wayne said, you know what, I need to be paid, and I can't be paid here in, in, in Edmonton. 
Thanks, Mike Barnett, the agent. He had to go and do the work. Glenn didn't like it, but he said, this is my reality. I better go make a good deal. And for those of our vintage, probably one of the greatest feather in the caps of, well, Muckler, Sather, Messier, Bill Ranford, and everyone that was on the other group of teams. And it showed you as good as one player is in our sports, and they can make a big difference, but you still need 23, then dress 20, and then your core of 4D, like the 11 that really, really matters. So it just goes to show you, and you've used this line before, if Gretzky got traded, then everyone has a for sale price, Craig. They do. They do. And, and don't cry in your soup. Don't cry about, oh, I can't believe player A is going to stay with this. Or what? Just recognize. That's what I said. Like People want to now, like I, I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is a terrific player. I think he's a unique player. I think he adds a lot of different things. Just like Matthew Kachuk. Like, what are we going to say? We don't want them? <laughs> okay. Like, it would be nice if there was 100 Pierre-Luc Dubois and 100 Matthew Kachuk. I could say, well, we, we don't want you because you just said you don't want that team. They're unique players. Unique. Unique. Yeah. I'd like to see, well, wheeling and dealing. If Pierre-Luc Dubois traded this summer and Matthew Kachuk. I'd love to see a Flames-Blues trade. I really would. And they're connected going back to the 80s. 86. What a seven-game series, but that's a, a story for another day. Brett well, Hall, Brett Hall, Brett yes. Hall went over to the St. Louis Blues. Yep, speaking <laughs> of uh, disgruntled sort of Americans. Anyway, Ultimate Hockey Fans, final thoughts brought to you by our buddy Paul Cohen, ultimatehockeyfans.com. Check it out. Go look at it. A great gift for you, your family, or your minor hockey team. Ultimatehockeyfans.com forward slash cool button pod to get our discount craig final season final thoughts paul cohen is going to be getting a call from me i need something specially made for me uh and i'll it'll be for the colorado avalanche stanley cup so uh uh there we go my order will be placed and guess what the family that you're connected to the son is in school uh and he told me to tell you that it's moving all right in terms of education and everything else. Cause I know you're connected to those who are now in mid Florida, I guess uh, with <laughs> family. So sorry, final, I feel like That's, Ron McClain doing his, uh, d- 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 no, it's all good. It's all good. But Hey, listen, you know what? This, we, we talked at the outset about the season, what it's meant and how great it's been to get everything. And now, you know what? Seems like we're caught up. Season's going to begin on October 7th in Europe. And that's nice too. We're back to Europe playing a couple of games before the right, before the season begins in North America. Uh, you know what? It's, it's been so much fun to watch this season unfold, even, even with some uncertainties over the course of the season, every week, twice a week, we get to talk. <laughs> like That to me is the thrill. That to me is a reason to pop the cork on a nice bottle of champagne. And you know what? It's not a day when we're do, getting ready to do this, am I not uh, just thrilled and happy to do it alongside you? So to my dear friend, Steve, and our great, great producer, Bruce, I couldn't be happier. I'm with you, Bruce Bolton, uh, one of the best in the business. I said that on my last show. Uh, this is the Martin Straka edition at number 82. Can't wait for number 83. And it's been a lot of fun for our listeners out there. We appreciate your time your support we've got some ideas and things planned for next year and bruce would like to take the show on the road 
We might be in Florida. Imagine the big banner, cool button pod. Paul Cohen said we can stay in Tampa, but I said, okay, on our way down to South Florida, it'd be great to be at All-Star Weekend that we can turn into All-Star Week. How would that be, Craig? I'm in. Awesome. For Craig Button, Bruce Bolton, I'm Steve Coolies. Hey, we'll talk about Goudreau and Kadri and Pierre-Luc Dubois until the cows come home, because that's what we do. For everyone here, Thanks for listening. Have a great summer, and we'll see and hear you in the fall. Be well.